baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And Overnight America continues for the next couple of hours. Feels good to be with you. And I hope it is mutual, the feeling. And we're going to open up the phones. We're going to open up texting if you want to message us on there. 314-436-7900. I've learned today that Sam Page listens to KMOX. (laughs) I didn't realize that. Well, maybe I I should have assumed. I mean, everyone does, right? But St. Louis area in crisis mode as virus surges, says County Executive. And there's the story at KMOX.com. This is apparently picked up from the Associated Press. And, of course, being local area here, I'm sure they relied heavily on news sources like KMOX News. But County Executive Sam Page warned area residents that the county is in crisis mode as COVID-19 cases keep rising and hospitals strain to treat new patients, which is what you can find right now online. A couple of uh, ways that they're going to try to combat that. And we'll talk about that this hour, too. Crisis mode. They're saying that if you had family or friends over for Thanksgiving, you should be in self-quarantine mode right now as we speak. Um and maybe the restrictions will get even worse. Who knows what's going to happen if they're going to tighten it down on other places, including the city. I don't know. A lot of people are very upset with it. The selective enforcement as in, hey, we're going to we're going to hurt restaurants, but you know, everything else is fine. I guess that I guess you can go do this, but not this. Uh, so where we're at right now when it comes to the virus, there are people that are pushing back at it and saying that there should be a challenge, as in the county has gone too far. And this is where I learned that Sam Page listens to KMOX. When they were doing the virtual press conference from earlier today, KMOX had the very first question. And the question has to be uh, just really referring to, here. I had to crank up the volume on this because it was in the background, but question referring to, well, you'll hear it. Dr. Page, we have several questions today. Um, Let's start with KMOX. What's your comment on the legislation that uh, Senator Koenig is planning to file pushing back on restaurant restrictions? So a question from KMOX about legislation that has been proposed in the state legislature to limit St. Louis County's ability to restrict gatherings, um, including restaurants. And uh, my first remark would be that Um, St. Louis County's responsibility is to look out for the health and welfare of everyone and recognize that these are difficult times and they require difficult sacrifices. Um, I haven't seen this legislation tonight, today, so I can't comment specifically on it, but every year in the state legislature, uh, two or 3,000 bills are sponsored and offered for discussion, and 10 or 20 of those will reach final passage and will become effective in August of next year. But this legislation does provide the opportunity to discuss these difficult decisions around public health orders. But what I've seen in St. Louis County and even across the country is that the vast majority of our residents understand the difficult sacrifices we are making, including restrictions on restaurants and bars for in 
indoor dining and recognizing that these are difficult but necessary decisions. And even on CAMOX this morning, um, they played an interview from Dr. Bix, who is the head of the White House Task Force on COVID. Let's just do a pause there real quick. Dr. Who? What? And even on CAMOX this morning, um, they played an interview from Dr. Bix, who is... Okay. Dr. Burks, perhaps? here. This is where I got to do a timeout here real quick. This is like your bread and butter. This is all you've been fighting for. This is the... You've, you've poured hundreds of millions of dollars into the response of this living by the white house task force. And I'm sure you watched all of the different hearings and all of the different uh, information they've done different. uh, She's even been in the area. She's even talked to the people here in Missouri, Dr. Burks. Why do you say Dr. Bix? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Either, either he's really not playing uh, close attention to all of this, or that could have been a slip up. I don't know, but he did say he heard it on KMOX. So that, to me, says he's listening to KMOX. This is what I don't understand, because you're also listening to KMOX right now, unless you're listening to this later on the podcast, sure. But when he mentions that, I think people in the area understand and accept that we have to have all of these ramped up restrictions, which made me think about you listening right now. Let's just do a quick poll. Do you understand the restrictions, and do you accept them, as in this is 100% necessary for us to close all these restaurants down and to limit the capacity and do all of these things? Are you on board with this? He he says that the people he talks to and the ones that are um, out there and vocal are the minority, and the majority are the ones that are happy. We we need to do this. Well, maybe happy is not the right word, but we we it's a they understand it's a necessity, and they're happy to do it, right? 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So apparently the people that Dr. Uh, Sam Page have been speaking to, he says that, hey, people understand the situation we're in and they're more than willing to go along with all of these restrictions. There's no reason to fight it, right? There's no reason to say that they're overbearing. There's no reason to say that they've gone too far because so many people all say that we're just, this is exactly what we need to do. I feel like there is less support for the restrictions that, Sam Page has put into place. And I think there are more criticisms for the restrictions, actually. If I were to try to put a Vegas betting odd on it, I would say it was probably 70-30. I think 70 are upset, 30 are fine with it. I think the majority are upset with the increased restrictions in the county. But, you know, maybe that's just me getting the wrong impression here. What do you think? Are you happy with them? Are you not happy with them? Let's just kind of do a quick uh, poll and find out. 314 Four three six seventy nine hundred, and who knows? Maybe uh, County Executive Sam Page is listening right now. He listens to KMOX. We'll uh, take some of your calls coming up next on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. Always great to spend time with you. Uh, and I gotta say, I would like to talk to you tonight. And who knows? Who knows who's listening? I feel like when Sam Page mentions uh, majority of the people are very much understanding and fine with these restrictions, given the circumstances, I think there are probably more people that are actually critical of what Sam Page has put into place in the county. So maybe I'm just getting the wrong impression. You tell me. 314-436-7900. And let's go to Larry. Welcome to Overnight America. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. So do you work, is your work schedule four days a week? Is it Monday through Thursday? <laughs> no, I actually, wish. I'm serious. 
Yeah, so I do Sunday through Thursday, but we've talked about other, you know, maybe moving it to Monday to Friday. I really don't know, but right now it's Sunday I've never Sunday heard you Thursday. on Sundays. When are you on on Sundays? Late. I'm not until 11 p.m. on Sundays. It's like my first oh. day of the week. Yeah. Okay, so I've switched news stations. I've went mm-hmm. to Newsmax. I've taken some notes. I want to share them with you and your listeners. Sure. By the way, never let a never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah, no Rahm Emanuel. He yeah. got that from Rules for Radicals, written by Saul Alinsky. Saul okay, Alinsky yeah. was a uh, he was a uh, community organizer. He was avowed by Obama and Hillary Clinton. Anyways, so when you're on, when you're when you're not when you're not on, do you pick your fill-in hosts? No, uh, in fact, that's something that the program director okay. picks and fills in. So I think Hancock and Kelly had a few days. Brad Young had a day in there. Yeah, Mike Ferguson, I think, had a day. Okay, let me start with that. So Kelly had a supposed expert on the computer voting, mm-hmm. and he said computers couldn't be hacked. Bull. Dominion. Do you know anything about Dominion? Yeah, in fact, I, I learned more and more about them, and there are some pretty interesting things, not only nationally, but here in Missouri. I don't know if you saw, but the state of Missouri stopped doing business with them last year because of failure for payment. I don't know if you saw that. No, I haven't seen that, but let me share what I have written down here. Dominion's based in Canada. Canada won't, won't even use Dominion in their elections. Oh, Texas is that right? Won't, Texas won't recognize them. Venezuela, Venezuela used Dominion to overthrow an election. Okay, the the head director of Dominion is a guy by the name of Eric Coomer. He's a high up in the Antifa organization. When he was asked about the election, he said that it sewed up for Biden. Maybe that's why Biden didn't cam, uh, campaign. So they had on November 21st, they had Blagojevich on Newsmax. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from Blagojevich. You know who Blagojevich is, right? Yeah, of course. I think I know the quote you're going to say. <laughs> he said that him and Obama know that the Democrats cheat in every major, every major election in every Democratic city. Mm-hmm. Then on last night, did you happen to catch 60 Minutes last night? No, didn't watch it. Chris Krebs, he was fired by the Trump administration. He said that this was the most secure election ever. Trump led this election by huge margins on November the 4th. He lost every lead. It puts a new meaning to the word suspicion. So we don't need a recount. We need an audit. You know what? I, you know what? Who I? What organization I think would figure this out better than any? Ooh. The IRS. <laughs> they, don't like miss a, they don't miss a loop. And lastly, there's no patriotism in socialism. Trump mm. is a patriot. Soldiers died that we might have a free and accurate election count. I've known three or four soldiers from Vietnam that were murdered. And this is very sad. It's a very sad, it's a very sad situation. And I hope somehow, some way, I know you're not optimistic. I hope it ends up in the House of Representatives and it gets settled there. Okay. Well, good to hear from you, Larry. I'm glad you called in. It's always good to hear you. Have a good night. No, he's good. Um, I wish I could remember the state representative that brought it up, and I'm going to have to go through and see if I can find it. But he was showing some of the documents 
here in the state of Missouri, where they actually voted to say, OK, we're no longer doing business with this uh, Dominion company. This goes back to last year for some issues that they had. So I don't have that information right in front of me. So if I'm getting some of the details wrong on that, I apologize. But I, I'm going to have to go back and find which representative brought that up. It was just earlier today. I saw that. 314-436-7900. And we know that, yeah, as a company, they've had some issues. Uh, I, I wonder, too, some of the live hearings that happened in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you watched any of those. I know that Newsmax, was it Newsmax or OANN, decided to air all of it. One of the two. But you saw Rudy Giuliani there, and they were bringing up some pretty eye-opening problems when it comes to that. And the Blagojevich quote, I really was hoping you'd bring up the one. They asked him a question. Do you think there's voter fraud happening in major cities like Chicago or Philadelphia? And Volkovich's answer was, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> I thought that was the quote Larry was going to bring up. I thought that was so good. So 314-436-7900. Uh, text message. Thankful for the restrictions. The person texted in. Um, I am not thankful for the restrictions myself. I um here let me go back to what dr sam page said let me back this up real quick and recognizing that these are difficult but necessary decisions and even on camel x this morning um they played an interview from dr bix who is the head of the white house task force on covid again recognizing that in areas of high transmission that indoor dining uh, in bars and restaurants um, should be um, eliminated until the transmission levels are lower. That's what Arizona did, and that's why Arizona is in a better place today. Dr. Bix. Now, I'm not one to ever mess up. In fact, I don't think I've ever messed up on this show for the past three and a half years since I've been hosting Overnight America. I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, that was weird. That was that sound effect. It looked like it was ready to be played at a moment's notice. But um, but just to say, you've met Dr. Burks. She's one of the most well-recognized people in the country because of the fight with the coronavirus. She's been to Missouri. She talks to the area. I'm sure you've been on conference calls with her. You may even had one-on-one -on -one phone calls with her because you're talking about a pretty large area that you oversee. You know it's Burks. Why'd you say Bix? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You could have said bird or something that was close to it. But Bix is like the completely different name. I don't know. But it does indicate that he listens to KMOX. Now, I, I didn't know exactly what they played this morning on Total Information AM. Maybe that's what he's referring to. But I do have a clip from Dr. Burks regarding Thanksgiving travel and some other things. That's why we're really asking states and mayors to really test for impact and consider vaccinating for impact. We know who's at highest risk, making sure that all of those individuals are tested. We know people may have made mistakes over the hospital, over the Thanksgiving time period. So if you're young and you gathered, you need to be tested about five to 10 days later, but you need to assume that you're infected and not go near your grandparents and aunts and others without a mask. We're really asking families to even mask indoors if they chose to gather during Thanksgiving and others went across the country or even into the next state. And if you're over 65 or you have comorbidities and you gathered at Thanksgiving, if you develop any symptoms, you need to be tested immediately because we know that our therapeutics work best, both our antivirals and our monoclonal antibodies work best.
very early in disease. Mm -hmm. So we're really asking governors and mayors to make testing more available so we can prevent people having to be hospitalized. Okay, this is fine. Uh, Doing the best you can to prevent. In fact, I saw this one story on KSDK that apparently in order to try to help this sort of thing, that they are thinking about even Mercy sending nurses or doctors to your home to let you live out of your house while you're being treated for COVID-19. So as opposed to you going and taking up a hospital bed, I think a lot of people would probably prefer that if they were given an option. Can I stay at home? People just check in on me and things that that would probably be the best thing, right? Making the house call. If, if you don't have to sit inside of a hospital room with the five day old jello being wheeled in there, then you're going to take that. You say, great. You know, you're not going to charge me two grand a night or whatever, 15 grand a night to stay in this hospital. Awesome. I don't want that. So here, COVID-19 patients. So we'll we'll talk about that, too, because that's just, I think, one of the pragmatic ways to handle it. One of the things that Sam Page brought up was that all of the money has been allocated. So you got one hundred and seventy million plus dollars that was given to the county in order to fight COVID-19. And you saw all of the wasteful spending that was being done because he was given all of this power to just spend it how he wants and Really, no way to question. It's such a sick way to spend money, if you think about it. No pun intended, I guess. But, you you know, oh, let's rent out this entire hotel wing and not use it. Yeah, we'll, we'll let the homeless stay there. But, yeah, we're not going to use that otherwise. Let's build permanent facilities, morgues and such, when really what you could have done was temporary facilities and vouchers like they did in the city, much more uh, better in line with if you're trying to be financially responsible with this sort of thing. The interesting thing he said there, and I wish there was a follow-up question. He said all of this money that was given to us, because I, I didn't replay this part, but this was another part of the conference call from earlier today. He said the money is allocated. So that makes me wonder, wow, that's weird. So allocated, does that mean you don't have any money if you need additional space in the future now? Does that mean that if, let's say, you need to have uh, additional ways to house sick people, um, you don't have that money to do that? Is that what you mean by that? Or is that part of the allocation? I think that's worthy of trying to find an answer to that sort of thing. Really, how was this 170 some million dollars spent? Uh, was it given to Wesley Bell's office to hang televisions? <laughs> is that like is that was the top priority for you to do? Is that what is that what it is? Where are all this, where's all this money going? I don't think it was spent responsibly in the county at all. I don't think there's a lot of people that would look at it and say, oh yeah, he was he was he was running a tight ship there. <laughs> I think it was loose and fast without proper oversight, and that's just kind of the story of the county that we've seen over the past several years. Unfortunately, going back to Steve Stanger. And now we're even seeing it happen yet again, and somehow it's allowed to uh, to happen there. 314-436-7900. Also, what I want to talk about, too, is really what Sam Page brought up earlier. He said, the people I talk to, they're fine with the restrictions. They think it's necessary. We should be doing these. I think there's a lot more people that don't want these restrictions than do, honestly. Uh, Let's go to Terry, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, great show you have. Uh, just two comments. It would be great if we could have a revote on this whole election. That would be great. And also, uh, do you think there'll be a stimulus package coming up uh, for the for the people that are hurting in America and stimulus checks? Do you think that'll happen? Your comment, hmm. please. Thanks. I think revote is not going to happen or possible. Um, I mean, in all things considered, no. It's it's just it doesn't work that way. Uh, I, I did want to see Donald Trump win. I would like it if he uh, 
could prove all of these things, which I think he's brought some evidence, but just not enough. And unfortunately, I don't think he's getting a fair shake when it comes to these networks, when it comes to the real grievances we should have when it comes to this issues we have with the election. There are some very serious things. I I think there's a two part thing happening here. I think part of it is you're able to prove it, but just not to the satisfaction overturn the election. So you have Donald Trump that's fighting it. And then you have Democrats that don't even want to admit that there are issues and problems and real grievances that have been brought up against this whole process because, you know, they don't want to give any credence to the idea that Donald Trump is right about this. They're afraid to say there are issues, but, you know, it didn't it wasn't enough issues to overturn the election. They're even afraid to say that. So they're not wanting to admit it and they're not wanting to bring it up either, because why would they? Right. Strategy wise, don't admit that there's even anything on the other person's side that is uh, warranted. So I think that's what a little bit of that going on, too. So they're just totally unrealistic. In fact, um, I I think that if we were to do a, a full audit of this, like Larry said, I think you'd find a lot of these things out. We just don't have the time and resources to do it. I, I do believe that there are an incredible amount of fraud going on in these large cities. I don't think that it's just one of these long, drawn-out type of rumors that have plagued this country, and it's just so wrong. No, I think there's some real evidence and reasons to find these problems and try to correct them. Let me also point out that even back in 2016, when Donald Trump won the election, he still called voter fraud. He won the election and still said there was widespread fraud. And what ended up happening? He said, we need to fix this. We need to get these states on board. We need to get these governors on board. We need to stop this from happening. This is even after he won the election. And then you know what happened? All these governors in these areas that you're looking at, the the Michigans, the Pennsylvanias, and all these areas that you're seeing these these widespread allegations of fraud, they said, no, we don't want to, no, we're not going to do that. Really kind of playing into the suspicion that maybe they're more or less okay with this going on because it kind of pushes it in the way of the way they want the election to go. So I don't know. It may sound like a conspiracy, but nonetheless, um, when they were given the opportunity, and a lot of these states were, to try to really dig into this and try to stop it from happening, they were quick to point at Donald Trump and say, oh, no, no, you're just colluding with the Russians in order to steal an election and uh, blah, 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 blah. But they weren't quick to try to fix their own flaws in their own states and systems. And then when the flaws happened, oh, boy, it just seemed to bounce our way. So I guess I guess we're not going to say anything about it now. That's part of the problem and part of the corruption side of it. I think Bogoyevich is right when he said, when asked directly if there's fraud in these elections, he said, is the Pope Catholic? I, th- I think his instinct is 100% correct. Uh, 314-436-7900. You asked something else, too. I can't remember what the second part of the question is. I'll try to remember during the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. I enjoy all of this time we have together. And I wonder if people listening, um, you know, I, I know that a lot have moved away from the uh, Fox News. I've saw a lot of people going to the Newsmaxes of the world or OAN because it just seems to be a little bit more un. I don't want to say unfiltered. They seem to give a different perspective of what you're seeing on some of the other news networks, which I think will be a major problem for Fox. Even Donald Trump has went out there and talked about how the daytime news on Fox is unwatchable. The commentation, uh, the commentators, the commentary at the end of the night, though, he does enjoy. But, man, it's, it's so fast to see people turn on some of these people. Like, for example, you saw Tucker Carlson even question the uh, some of the claims that were brought up about election fraud and people turn on him so fast. And Tucker Carlson's one of those great talk show hosts. He does a fantastic job on Fox News, one of the most watched people on television. And he's done a great job questioning these things and even doing things. But, you know, he calls them like the way he sees them. And then if you hear one thing you don't like, you don't have to turn on the guy immediately. I mean, we can talk about these things, right? So. Let me um, do this. There was one other thing that our previous caller wanted me to uh, comment on was a stimulus. I have a hard time believing you're going to see a stimulus package put out and agreed upon in time before the end of the year, meaning I think that you may see more negotiations before the end of the year. From what I remember, there's still another budget they need to put into place. So if they're going to avoid a government shutdown turn a you know, COVID pandemic, I think that's going to take priority. So what does that mean? If they're going to go back to the table to try to talk COVID talk? Yeah, they could. I mean, there's also an opportunity that they will get something done. But let's say there is a individual stimulus payment that goes out like they did last time. It won't be until in 2021. It won't be, I don't think it'll be done quick enough to get done for this year. That would just be way too fast. There's no indication that they're ready to make a deal on that either. So I guess maybe at the start of the year, you can start to see more negotiations. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I thought for sure that a second stimulus, at least an individual portion of it, where they would try to get at least more PPP loans in place, and then they would try to at least get another payment out there was a slam dunk guarantee because both sides wanted it. But here we are, None of those things have materialized, and I can't say that I should have been surprised that government would have dragged their feet on the second one, which, by the way, I think they probably should have dragged their feet on. I don't think they should have been fast to sign one, but it seemed like there was there was enough support on both sides that there would at least be some sort of small stimulus package put into place, but really there wasn't. I think a lot of it has to do with the American economy doing a lot better than what some thought when it came to the doom and gloom, but either way. 
We'll take some of your calls at 314-436-7900. Let's go to Max, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Max. Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, my question was, well, I just had a comment. I'll hang up and uh, listen. I'm driving to St. Genevieve down here. Um, the, the, I've been listening to callers and for a while about the voter fraud and dead people voting and all of this kind of stuff. But it's very, it's pretty simple. There's only one ticket per person. And if you vote for Trump or vote against Trump, then you're going to vote blue or red all the way down that ticket pretty much, right? So that would mean that not only is he the only one complaining about it, every governor of that's Republican, they should they should have lost too then, right? Like they all should have like the, the whole the whole the whole thing should have been invalid. If you're gonna vote mm-hmm. red, that means your whole ticket is all red. So it makes no sense for him to come out and just, you know, complain and yell about being cheated when the rest of them should be right along with him. Every every governor that's on the GOP should be having the same complaint he does, but they don't. And then, you know, and the Republicans did actually kind of well in different states, you know, governors or whatever. But why is he the only one saying he got cheated on the on the on the side of the Republicans? And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thanks, Max. Good to hear from you. Well, I think part of it has to do with that every state has different elections coming up at different times. So it's not like during a presidential election, every governor is going to be on the ballot. And during a presidential election, not every senator and not every congressman, not all of them are going to be up at the same time. Right. They have the different elections at different times. There's midterm elections and, you know, different terms for different positions. You know, if you're serving in the House versus the Senate, your term's going to be different. If you're governor, it's going to be different. It's just, you know, and then there's going to be certain restrictions as in, oh, you can't run for re-election, there's term limits, da, da, da. So it's not like everything lines up at the same time. So if you want to look at those states like Missouri, we'll just take our state, for example, state that voted for Donald Trump. It's a red state. It's been a red state. And they voted for a Republican for governor who's the incumbent, which is in line with how you would think people would vote on a national scale for something like that. It doesn't surprise me that in the city of St. Louis, they would vote for someone that's liberal, which they did for Cori Bush in the congressional seat. Doesn't surprise me there. Then you can kind of see these things line up with the way they've done historically speaking. So I think what you want to look at is, well, let's go to those areas that historically speaking, we kind of get an idea of where it's at. And then why is it that it's so far off than where it was before? Does that raise a red flag or even more so? Let's say we were to look at some of these votes that were added in after the fact or late, and we would say, okay, if we know nationally speaking, if we look at the popular vote, we can tell that, okay, you know, Joe Biden may have more votes, but, you know, it's pretty close. Let's say it's, you know, 55, 45 or something, or, you know, 50, 52, 48%, whatever the percentages would be. So when you look at that and say, okay, even if you were to weigh it, for one candidate because you're in a predominantly blue area, let's say even at the high end, 75 to 80 percent would vote for Joe Biden normally here. And then you'd have like 20 percent for the Republican, whatever it is. But when you get these big vote dumps, the ones that come in late and through the overnight, when it's like ninety nine point nine percent Joe Biden in point one percent Donald Trump, you look at that and statistically say, now that doesn't seem right. Right. That doesn't seem so good. So even when you see some of these other things coming in, I think there's a lot that you can question. And if you look at that hearing that happened in Pennsylvania when they were everyone airing out some of the issues that they had, there were some pretty 
very convincing pieces of eyewitness testimony that was brought up that you would listen to and you'd say, now that doesn't seem right. You know, the interesting thing, too, is when you look at some of these other areas, forget about the dead person voting thing, because even if you were to go back and look at some of that, that seems to be more or less um, small potatoes. It's it's a small amount of people that may be requesting ballots and voting on a behalf of a dead person in their family or whatever it is. You know, sometimes they get caught. A lot of times they don't. But, a lot, you know, sometimes they get caught. And those those are small numbers. I think the bigger trends that we're seeing is that these late votes that are coming in on USB drives or whatever it is, or, you know, these other ballots coming in and saying to themselves, okay, how in the world can, and this is something else I saw online. It's kind of fascinating. How can they process that many votes on a machine that is not equipped to process votes that quickly, right? They put in all of these numbers in, and you know what the equipment looks like. You can go and look and see how fast they can process these things. How is it possible that they were processing them at a faster rate than what the machine was capable of processing? So that's kind of an interesting question. Or if you go back and look at just the percentage of votes coming in, what about ones that were late? Is it, um, you know, is, is it against the law that the way that they counted these things, were they too late to bring it up? Were they accepting them too late? There's all kinds of other questions, auxiliary questions that are brought up. Ultimately, I think Pennsylvania is going to be a complete mess. Um, even if Georgia and some of these other places have gone out and certified for Joe Biden, um, well, who was the latest one? There was an, But either way, you get these states that were kind of you know, waiting to see what would happen if they would go through with the certification or not. Even if Pennsylvania goes through, I feel like there's so much scrutiny on that. And we're going to find out more and more of the problems in states like that. And then once we start to unveil all of these issues that are very true issues, other states are going to have to be examined, too. So did these type of issues come up in some of these other battleground states? And why is it only the battleground states that we have these issues in? Is it just that we're focusing on them at the moment or are all states having issues with it? Rand Paul came out earlier today and he mentioned that the safest way to hold an election is for you to represent yourself by going and voting in person, which historically speaking, we've done very successfully over the years. This year was an anomaly. We had what 2016, 30 million votes that were cast by absentee or mail-in in this year, over a hundred million were put in. So when you have a influx of 70 million votes, there is a huge potential for fraud. Were we prepared for those? I don't think we were. Did they try their best? Yeah, probably. Is it easy for bad actors to get in there and do bad things? Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about that bulk of a number, I feel like there's all kinds of opportunities there, all of which are warranted to question and should be questioned, I think. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael's Flooring Outlet.com on KMOX. And Overnight America is here up until midnight live, or if you're listening to this on the podcast or maybe the replay hours, that's fine too. Just do a search for Overnight America and make sure to uh, subscribe or download the podcast there. Like the last hour with our friend Richard Bino. That was a good interview, I thought. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. First started to talk mostly about COVID and the restrictions in the county. An update from Sam Page from earlier today. Now, he makes it sound like he's very confident that people are in his corner. They like the restrictions as in, oh, no, yes, they support the restrictions. I think there's a lot more people that are upset about the restrictions than are supportive. You've seen a lot of people fight it, uh, bring that up more recently. 
Did you see that Dr. Garza was on CNN? So here's kind of the update where we are. Dr. Garza is the person that puts together the different briefings, and he's the head of, I guess, the Metropolitan St. Louis Area's task force. He's the one that really monitors the levels, and he does a lot of videos. He was doing them on a daily basis for a while. I don't know if he's still doing them daily. But he brought up the issue we're having here in St. Louis to CNN. They're very strained. Uh, so I spent uh, last regarding hospitals right now because that's what we're worried about. They're very strained. Uh, so I spent uh, last Wednesday and Friday at one of our hospitals, and of course we had no ICU bed capacity on each of those days. We had to fly patients in critical care outside of the St. Louis metropolitan area to uh, hospitals in the outlying areas because we simply didn't have any critical care capacity within the St. Louis metropolitan area. And that's a pretty scary thing when you're thinking about uh, how do we take care of these patients uh, going forward with limited capacity. You know what's interesting about that? He does those briefings on video where he stands at a podium and they have the screen behind him and they show the graphs and they have someone doing sign language or whatnot. The audio quality on his video to CNN is better than the audio quality for his updates. They, <laughs> you've ever watched one of those videos. He's like from a distance and you can hear him and he can do his thing. But the CNN, wow, they really upped the audio quality for that one, didn't they? So here's more from Dr. Garza. We'll always take care of everybody, um, but the, the timeliness and, uh, you know, whenever you're distracting people with, with uh, such a huge volume of patients, you're never going to get as good of care as, as you deserve. And so from, uh, from the last couple of days that I was at this hospital, uh, we were flying patients to Quincy, Illinois, and up to Hannibal, Missouri, which uh, seems really bizarre that you would send patients from a major metropolitan area in the United States into uh, an outlying area. But that is where we could find the critical care bed. Mm -hmm. um, there was absolutely no critical care beds in St. Louis. Huge shout out to Hannibal, Missouri there on CNN. Oh, they must be enjoying that. One more from Dr. Garza, because uh, KSDK did a story about what they're starting to implement over at Mercy. Well, we're going to try and create capacity wherever we can. So whether that is um, down ramping other services that we provide, uh, whether that is increasing our nurse to patient ratios, uh, or whether that is being, uh, you know, uh, doing different levels of care. Um, so we will create capacity as much as we can. But what I tell everybody is that healthcare is a finite resource. We just can't create critical care nurses overnight. Um, and at some point, uh, we will be at our capacity. Uh, we'll keep managing, but it is extremely difficult. Mm. Two things I want to point out real quick. They, when they say they just can't materialize nurses and things like that, which is absolutely true. But one of the approaches people have brought up is that just get an influx of medical care workers in some of these large areas to help with this influx of people. As in, you may have the bed, but that doesn't tell the whole story of capacity, meaning you might not have the person that would be able to help or work on that patient. That's an interesting thought. Get more as you can to healthcare providers, but is there healthcare providers out there, uh, meaning nurses and doctors that would be able to come in in a pinch? Are there enough retired people that can come in or whatever that may be? That's one, that's one idea that people have floated around. And I thought that was a, a good one. Another one I saw over on KSDK, it said mercy in you know, really big medical system here in St. Louis to treat some COVID-19 patients at home as hospitals run out of beds. So the idea is they announced today that what they're going to be doing is offering remote in-home care and monitoring of those mild symptoms who may need low flow oxygen, uh, things like that. 
The Mercy Virtual Care Team will measure oxygen saturation and pulse and also oxygen flow all as necessary and all as remote. And then if they will evaluate that they need an intervention, they'll move forward. I think this is a great step. If I found myself in a situation where this was happening to me, I would want to be at home. I wouldn't want to have to stay in a hospital. That'd be worse. I'd rather try to set up something and make the best of what I got here in a safe manner. I'd much like, uh, much rather do something like that. So it says St. Louis has been breaking hospitalization records. Um, area hospitals said they're currently using 77% of total staff beds and 89% of their intensive care beds. It's a lot. It's, it's running up there. It is definitely a concern. Where are those problem areas and what are causing the biggest problems? A lot of people would point right back to restaurants and saying that this is not where the largest outbreak or even if the outbreaks are coming from. So punishing them with the restrictions, you're, you're doing the wrong thing. That's where I think a lot of times the criticism of Sam Page goes back. One other thing I saw this from the Associated Press, and this is going to sound like I'm coming down pretty hard, but I think most people will agree with me on this one. Here's the headline. Beware of COVID-19 scams as vaccine approaches FDA approval. So we're getting close. Pfizer, Moderna, dozens of other drug companies racing to try to get that vaccine out there. And even some cases like the Pfizer one that was first announced, they were hoping that they would start to get out in December, even sooner. And they really wanted to try to figure out, okay, how can we logistically get this out as fast as possible? And really during the Trump administration, they had the National Guard and some other military ready to go to distribute this. So they were in preparation, getting this infrastructure in place. Hard part is with some of these drugs is that you have to keep it super cold. We're not talking like deep freezer, you know, take the, you know, you got some space in the freezer because you took the turkey out cold. I mean, you need like special, special, special equipment that only large hospitals have. I saw that Ford Motor Company have started to buy these up so they can start to get these out to their workers. I mean, they're like, they really want to get this behind them and stop with the disruptions of COVID. I think a lot of people want to find the right uh, way to get this out and, and they will, which is all good. But now keep in mind, when they start to put these shots out there, what you're going to find are probably people online. Oh, I can get you this or I can get you that. And it's all a scam, all a scam. When keep in mind that there are going to be people out there trying to scam you with these vaccine. Here's what my, my uh, recommendation is if you're found guilty of committing a COVID scam, you're trying to mess with someone when it comes to this COVID vaccine, you get the chair. So we'll put you straight in. We're not even going to bother with the process. You're found guilty with it. You go, I mean, they'll put you in handcuffs, no appeal process. We put you straight in the chair for messing with people during this time, period. Deal? Good idea. (laughs) No scamming people as in you try to offer up a fraudulent vaccine or whatever it is. Get it out of here. All right, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to get a little after 10 o'clock. And, you know, we missed an anniversary date in KMOX history. The great Jack Carney passed away November 27th, 1984. And since I was off last week, we didn't get to honor Jack Carney. So I thought, let's do it tonight on the show. Let's do it. We'll do that next hour. It's Overnight America, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.